John Doonan, who has been a part of the Freak Nation a number of, uh, of those years, uh, joins us now here with the Freaks. Now he's president of IMSA. And of course, if you're not familiar with IMSA, I don't need to go into a diatribe, but they sanctioned the Rolex 24 and among another of other uh, races. And I want to specifically get into that, John Doonan. How much do you have to put the brakes on yourself to not get too excited and over your heels talking about, feeling about, promoting the 24 to realize you got a whole freaking season to pay attention to? <laughs> well, first of all, thrilled to see you all again. Um, obviously, long relationship with, with each of you. So great to see you all. Great to be on the show. Uh, congrats for your double double decades of success and, and keep keep it going because <laughs> well the crowd loves it too yeah uh, but you know uh our sport is in a really special place right now i think motorsport in general um but definitely endurance sports car racing we're in an incredible place um you know the the fan attendance the uh number of manufacturers now 18 competing with us in imsa uh the global nature of our collaboration at the top category and now in GT with the, with our partners at the ACO and the FIA, uh, the fact that we have stable partners, but you're right. You kick off the season essentially with, with your, your Super Bowl in a lot of ways with the Rolex 24. And, you know, our, our, our staff takes time at the holidays to pump the brakes. You're right. But as soon as we got back in the office uh, right after the holidays, it's, Full court press, everybody's there. There's boxes everywhere, but it's a sign of uh, a new season, a new exciting opportunities to grow. So we're excited in Daytona Beach, and I uh, hope you all are going to be able to either join us or tune in. It's You can't avoid it being in our business. John Doonan, president of IMSA, joining us here in the Speed Freaks Piss. And, John, you talk about the Rolex 24 being, again, the Super Bowl of a series. In this series, it makes sense to me. Uh, Daytona, I'm still conflicted. And again, I'm decades old. And talking I'm about NASCAR? Yeah, talk about NASCAR. Yeah, Daytona NASCAR and the Daytona 500. It's still one of the strangest things ever. It's like putting the Cowboys and the Patriots the first game. Okay, this is the championship with the Cowboys and the Patriots. And then we're going to have an offseason. No, I understand it's different. But it's it makes more sense to have the Daytona 24 to kick off a sports car season. It does. And, and you know, when Bill France... Um, thought up the idea of an international sports car race at Daytona. His vision was best drivers, best manufacturers, uh, best race teams in the world. And and that's what we have now. Um, drivers can't wait to get to Daytona. It's a unique track with the banking and then using the infield. Um, the teams, there's people that, that, that young men and women and these race teams that walk into the garage area for the first time and you see the stadium uh, 101,000 seats there, and they're blown away about how 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 big it is. And then, of course, the manufacturers all want to put a Rolex 24 trophy on their shelf. And as you know, every one of the drivers wants to put a Rolex uh, Daytona watch on their wrist uh, come Sunday afternoon. All right, John, let's get into it. You brought up manufacturers. You have 18 different manufacturers in IMSA this year, 2024. So it makes me wonder, the offseason has been littered with good news for a lot of C series and some not so good news for other series. How has it been that IMSA found a way to make the hybrid a reality, whereas IndyCar is still struggling and have yet to put it on the track in their series? 
Well, you know, when I got when I got to IMSA, uh, my eyes were open. You know, you're a participant all these years, and I was on the OEM side. Obviously, we worked together in my Mazda days. All all of you. Um, you come in with a, a new set of eyes. You know, the, when I was at Mazda as an OEM, I showed up to the races. Everything was organized, planned, and we put a race car on the trailer and and went there to compete. We got there, we competed, we went home. Um, I've got a huge realization now of what it takes to put these events on. And when I got to IMSA, uh, we had a discussion as a staff and, and with Mr. France of what we wanted to be. And there's really three things. The growth that we've seen, I think, is because we've remained cost effective. All three of us in your audience knows racing's expensive, uh, but you got to you got to keep it cost contained. Um, the second is we want to be entertainment, and there's no doubt with the number of cars and the close competition, that's what we are. Uh, finally, to your point, uh, Crash is automotive industry marketing tool. And, you know, as you watch the auto industry and, and there's news stories this week about certain brands not going to certain auto shows, which as a kid, you know, we all went and collected all the brochures and dreamed of owning one of those cars at the auto show. The auto shows have changed. And I honestly think we've become an auto show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the manufacturers, they're doing it on track, no doubt, but they're using these events to launch new cars entertain dealers, entertain owner groups, uh, car corrals, um, and then tying what they're doing to the race at the racetrack to the road car, whether that's the actual design, the, pro, the, the propulsion or the hybrid versus the, the actual engine or powertrain. So we've become that. And I, I, I can't tell you how excited and honored I am because I always thought that way as a kid, like what happens at the racetrack should apply to the road car and vice versa. Do you think that it's just become so much more attractive in IMSA to be that kind of marketing tool versus some other series out there? I know Formula E is really, you know, pushing, obviously, electronic racing, but at the same time, their form of open wheel racing, it seems to make sense there as well, but maybe not so much stock car or even drag racing or IndyCar. It just, you guys make sense. Like you just said, the car show's changing. But are they changing in a way that IMSA is adapting the fastest? Well, we're fortunate, so fortunate to have a group of automakers that are open with us about what is relevant, whether that is hybrid like we launched in GTP or sustainable fuels, which we launched in in GTP last year. Um, The idea that they can tell a brand story by the styling cues on the race car. So what what I mean in my answer is, the, the, we're collaborating with the automakers about what drives them um, and, and all the things I mentioned, whether it's what makes the car go, how the car looks, um, the performance of the vehicle. Um, we want to be relevant to what they need to tell their story. And so when we develop a set of rules, we're doing that with their feedback in mind. And um, I think that's one of the factors why they're there. Obviously, there's entertainment value. There's marketing value in our partnership with NBC, WeatherTech, Michelin, VP Racing Fuels. They've all decided that this is a place to tell their brand story, too. And so uh, we're in a great place. I'm excited. Uh, but we're just going to keep taking really good care of it. John Doonan, president of IMSA. I want to kick back a little bit on the praise of the Rolex 24. 
Uh, your first two events of the year at Daytona and at Sebring are half your season. If you look at uh, <laughs> laps completed or hours completed, and a lot of competitors have uh, balked at that and uh, have gone to other series where they it's not as expensive. Um, you're heavy in manufacturers. You've got 18 manufacturers could spend a lot of money, but they could also decide at tables where you may not be present to blue pencil and IMSA goes away in their budgets. Is that a problem for, uh, on any on any level of what I just asked the the twenty four thirty six hours in your first two events yeah. and uh, manufacturers that spend a lot of money that support you, but any one of them could give you a headache uh, when you're not at the table to decide what they're deciding. Yeah, I mean, similar to what I was saying uh, in, Cr- in Crash's question about the the OEMs and their um, decision to to come race with us the second is where do you want to race um and how can we uh, broadcast that to an audience that's on site or an audience on our nbc uh, platforms um they've given us feedback that the tradition of the rolex 24 kicking off the season and then roughly six weeks later uh the mobile one 12 hours of season uh, of sebring uh, being next. And then, you know, Hey, hey book ended with Motul Petit Lama at Michelin Raceway Road, Atlanta. So the cadence of the season has a lot of date and venue equity. Um, their participation is being driven by their feedback to us. And I think, um, they're speaking with not only running on track, but with their consumer displays on the midway. I want to get to the uh, garage 56 project and how it was and a goal for big bill france back in the day it fascinates me frankly the success uh what transpired in uh in le mans last year and when you read the story about really how this came about go back and think about the old run runners and whiskey runners of nascar back in the day but Big Bill France, in a lot of ways, was a forward thinker. And in, I think it was 1976 where they entered in Le Mans with a couple of cup cars at the time. But it's, it was a goal of the France family to have a competitive, a full-fledged American metal race car in Le Mans to be competitive, go out there and kick the ass of those Europeans. And frankly, what you guys did last year, you did that and more. Was this an initial project? Why you were hired to be a part of this Garage 56? How how much did IMSA play a part in this? How much did you play a part in this, John Doonan? Well, um, I don't th- necessarily think it was why I was hired, um, but but I remember the day. I'll never forget the day, and it makes my arms uh, hair stand up. But, you know, Jim France walked in my office and sat on my couch in the office and said, Hey, John, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to take a NASCAR next-gen cup car to Lamar. I'd like you to lead it. Um, you know, you you don't necessarily get a chance to be part of history. Right, hold on, hold on, just a second. Just saying that, <laughs> right? We're going to take a NASCAR Cup t- car to Le Mans. That's like saying we're going to take a bucket of fried chicken to a you know, three-star Michelin restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> And we're going to kick the ass of those hors d'oeuvres that cost 
five hundred dollars an ounce. It it just it sounds it sounds fun, but you understand my point? Oh yeah, that's that's uh, that's a great analogy. Um, it's a great. But analogy. you know, you mentioned Bill France Senior, and he he had a vision. Um, NASCAR was was booming in the South in, in those days, in the in the early to mid seventies. But he felt it needed more, and he thought we ought to go tell an international stage what NASCAR is all about. Jim wanted to recreate that, um, and he had the vision to do it with NASCAR's winning his manufacturer Chevrolet, NASCAR's winning his team Hendrick Motorsports, and NASCAR's tire partner um, since 1954, and um, in, in Goodyear, of course. And so, um, magical opportunity to work with a bunch of all-stars in the industry. You know, you think of the people at Hendrick and what Chad Canales, Greg Ives, Jimmy Johnson, Rick himself have accomplished with, uh, I think, 14 cup titles. You don't, you don't do that by accident. Um, you know, the folks at Chevrolet have been to Le Mans many times with Corvette racing, um, won hundreds and hundreds of, of NASCAR races. It just was a, it was like a, a fraternity and a sorority um, came together. The the special uh, bond that was created between the people, and then just going there, I knew people, or I hoped people would like it. The sound, the thunder, the American, the Americana of it. Um, but they loved it. The fans were going crazy. When we pulled the car out of the garage, they're chanting "USA, USA!" Like it was just a mega feeling and then uh to perform the way we did ahead of all the gt cars i mean our guys won the pit stop competition with a floor jack a traditional nascar pit stop so it was incredible and uh it's it's living on and and prime announced there's going to be a documentary so everybody needs to watch for that in the early part of uh, this year We've got so many great headlines with IMSA, whether it's the audience increase, the campground being sold out, 18 manufacturers, venue equity. You brought up that exact term earlier in this interview. And you're right. We're talking about Le Mans right now. Granted, that's not an IMSA-sanctioned event, but IMSA teams go over there. But yeah, Daytona, Indianapolis, the Glen, Laguna Seca. So what is the goal? I mean, you seem like you've reached the peak or close to the peak, what is a goal for 2024? Is it just continuing to sustain this growth or is there something bigger? Um, great question. First of all, GTP, uh, the new hybrid powered prototypes uh, with an 80% renewable fuel and, and, and four manufacturers committed, committed. That was a big story in 23 um, and it delivered. Lamborghini uh, is joining us in a prototype in, in 24. We're hoping to see them uh, kick off their program at Sebring. Uh, so big prototype news again in 24. Uh, 24 represents a GT battle like none other. Um, there's more GT manufacturers racing in IMSA than in any other sanctioning body in the world. That'll be 11 manufacturers. Uh, the Ford Mustang is back in, in IMSA, GT racing, a new Corvette, a new Aston Martin, uh, cars from Ferrari, Lexus, uh, Porsche, um, you know, you name it, BMW, across the board. And I think that is a special story for this season. Um, but uh, overall, we've got to refine um, everything we're doing, continue to push. Uh, there's no letting up off the accelerator uh, when it comes to promoting the events, engaging with fans, um, and ultimately putting on the best possible show we can 
Um, and that comes in the form of balance of performance. So you get all these manufacturers together, a wide range of cars. You got to put on a good show. And so our technical team is working on how we balance all those cars uh, to make sure everybody has a fighting chance. Those are dirty words in IMSA, though. Those are dirty words. B-O-B. John Doonan, president of IMSA, joining us here in the Freak Nation. The 27th to 28th this month, the Rolex 24 gets taken off. The eclectic feel. This is like a Bonnaroo or just a crazy rock and roll, easy listening, electronica, uh, thumping type show but trolls with drive world tour. trolls world tour bam at a girl crasher hey pop with the number of drivers male female and countries and series that are coming over here to run this series is is the actual race the attraction or frankly the name of this race and trying to win the name of this race the attraction well you're stinking gonna strike a chord with me uh because um i watched that race started when I was nine years old up in a cold uh, living room in Chicago in the snow, praying that I'd have the chance to be there someday. And, you know, now in a variety of roles, I've done it, I don't know, 15 times. Um, but the first horseshoe in the in, in, infield is called the International Horseshoe. And the reason it is is because there's flags that fly. So when you watch the broadcast, please, please watch for that. And those flags represent – the home country of every driver that's participating. And, um, you know, whether you're wearing a certain brand or you're from a different country with a certain passport, when everyone comes there, they're doing one thing and speaking the same language and that's passion for endurance. And, um, it is, you're right. It's a, it's a absolute gathering of the best of the best. We got former formula one world champion, Jensen button. We got Felipe Massa, You've got IndyCar champions, Scott Dixon, Joseph Newgarden, Alex Pillow. Uh, you got Sebastian Bourdais. You guys got you know people that have won every form of the sport. Um, you've got the sports car icons, multi-time champions from around the world, uh, both at Le Mans and in IMSA. Um, on Friday, you got Bubba Wallace and John Hunter Nemechek running a Toyota Supra in the Michelin Pilot Challenge uh, race, uh, the four hours. So. It's um, it's it's really hard to describe the feeling to know that you're in the midst of the best um, and teams like Penske, Ganassi, Action Express, uh, Ray Hall, Andretti with Wayne Taylor, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Vassar and, and Sully with Vassar Sullivan. You got you got the best of the best I and mean, um, it doesn't get much better. <laughs> Freak Nation, January 28th, Daytona. 24-hour kicks off at uh, Daytona International Speedway, or shall I say the 27th through the 28th at uh, Daytona International Speedway. John Doonan, president of IMSA, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Uh, he's got to get the hell out of here so he can go get the fireworks set to scare the crap out of drivers. 9 p.m. At 9 p.m. here <laughs> outside of the backstretch. Doonan, it's fantastic to get you here. Here in the Freak Nation, uh, Happy New Year to you and much success this year, buddy. Likewise. It's uh, so great to see all three of you. And uh, congrats to you, but your, your audience. You guys have a great group of folks following you. Um, they're loyal, just like the IMSA fans are. And right. just know we're going to put on our best possible show uh, starting off here in uh, hard to believe about 10 days. 
crazy. Again, the 27th and 28th of January, Freak Nation, the Rolex 24, Daytona International Speedway.